The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to a joint episode of The Shaleen Show and Build Your Tribe. Today, we're going to talk about how I manage my social media, how all of us need to get a handle on this addiction to likes, tweets, follows, shares, pins, comments, unfollows, retweets, tweets, comments, friending, and unfollowing. It's just too much. So put your phone down, turn off your desktop computer, and I forbid you from doing two things at once. I want you for the next 30 minutes to do something we so rarely do and just listen. Turbocharge your life with host Shalene Johnson. This happily married mother of two is the founder of the Smart Success Academy, creator of Turbo Fire, Turbo Jam, and Pio. She's a New York Times best-selling author, a business coach, a reformed people pleaser, and a really slow runner. Here to help you turbocharge your life, your host, Shalene Johnson. Yes, it's true. I'm a very slow runner and I'm proud of it. And I'm also very proud of the fact that I am a recovering people pleaser, the disease to please, which really has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about today, which is social media. Yes, thanks for joining me, Lifers. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you how it seems as though It probably seems as though I spend my whole day in social media, but it's not true. And I'm going to share with you all of my secrets, my tips, my formula, and my framework so that you can learn to make better use of your time in social media. But there's a system to my madness. And if it wasn't for the system, I would be a mad woman. Well, I guess it's not to say I'm not a mad woman. I am a mad woman. But I had to create a system because, you know, social media is cool. I mean, it's really cool. It's not just cool. It's amazing. It has completely changed my business, my life, my opportunities, the things I'm able to do, the life I'm able to live is really, I swear to you, it's because of social media. So don't knock it till you try it. But there's a way to do it so that you aren't a slave to social media. You see, I don't believe that you should be spending your life in social media or that your social media should be controlling your life. Rather, you should build your social media around the life that you live so it doesn't interfere. And that does require setting up a system, a formula, a framework. If you don't do that, then yes, you do become a slave. I'm going to share with you how I schedule my social media, how I develop just one piece of content and use that to populate five and six different social media platforms, how I schedule my time, how I decide when and where I'm going to interact and build community on those social media platforms, how it is I determine my goal in each platform, what's hot and what's not working. And I have to tell you, it's not because I'm a brainiac or I, you know, just have the uh, inside line on social media. It's because of two things. Number one, teenagers. 
they always know it's going to be hot next. And number two, and if you don't have some, I have two that you could borrow. And number two is I've got some incredible websites, podcasts, and blogs that I visit just a couple of times a month. And then I always know what's hot, what's not, what's working, and the best use of my time when I'm spending time in social media. So let's start at the basics. First of all, should you really be using social media? I think you probably know my answer is yes. But it's not as obvious as you might think. Now, clearly, I have a business and I I met you on the internet. I, I meet most of my customers on the internet. It's how I connect with the world. It's how I share my message without having to travel around the world. And thank the Lord that I'm blessed with that opportunity. But so are you. I don't want to leave home. I'm a total homebody. I'm in my home recording this right now. I don't like to be away from my family. And that's why I love podcasting, because I can talk to you without having to travel to where you live. And I can share my message and share these things that I believe I've been, I believe it's part of my purpose is to teach and to figure things out and then share it with other people, to struggle, to fail, to fall. And then once I've figured it out and gotten through the challenge to share that with other people, I believe in my heart that that's what I was meant to do. So I love social media for that reason. But let me share with you this. It's not just because of my business. And you can argue with me if you'd like. Every person who listens to the show needs to have a plan B. And by plan B, I mean another business lined up. Even if you are the CEO of the world's biggest company at any moment. You just don't know how things could turn and you could lose your job. Not only is it for security purposes, but it's fulfillment. It's so fun. It's so cool to be able to create something and share it with other people and have it change their lives and what the heck, maybe put a couple of bucks in your pocket. That is the beauty of social media. Now, let me share with you how this personally affects my family and then a few other people who I've helped, a couple hundred thousand people who I've helped. But let's just start right here. Let's just start here at home my home here in Laguna Hills, California. When my son was about nine years old, my husband, Brett, and I sat him down and we told him and his younger sister, by the way, now is about the time when we want you to start thinking about ways that you can create opportunities to make money, start your own little businesses. And we're going to help you because it's really important you learn these things now, because when you're 16, you'll need to be able to buy your own car. If you can't buy your own car, then you'll you know, have to bum a ride, but your, your good old mom and dad are not buying you a car. And we didn't say it like as a punishment. We just told them, and this is going to be so cool because guess what? All your other friends will be driving shiny, nice new cars that their parents bought them, and they won't have learned how to be self-sufficient. Now, that's not a judgment call. It's just a personal belief. I believe it is my obligation to put two humans into this world who are self-sufficient. I also believe that it will make my retirement easier one day. I also believe that it is one of the reasons why I feel confident I will always be able to take care of myself and take care of my family no matter what happens. I'll figure out what's next because early on, like probably just a little younger than what Brock was, my mom and dad sat me down and had the same conversation. Hey, Shaleen, whatever car you want, we will help you figure out a way to afford it. But you know, you need to start planning now because you'll be buying it. And so that's what we did with our son, Brock. And we started with him just saying, what, dude, what are you interested in? What, would you, what kind of a business would you like to start? And he went through a couple of different pretty funny businesses. One of them was called uh, Lace My Kicks. 
and he would take kids stinky tennis shoes home from school and he would charge them five bucks and then he would buy two dollars worth of uh, shoelaces different colors and he would lace them up kind of like all funky patterns and stuff it was cute listen it was just teaching him hey wow I can provide a service to other people and give them something that they can't do that I'm good at and I can earn money and it gave him that little entrepreneurial spirit my daughter started drawings and making these little cartoon figures that we turned into to a screen print and sold on t-shirts for her. And that was her first taste of entrepreneurism. Eventually, my son Brock got interested in those, I forget what they're called, but they're like those wristbands that you would wear that supposedly helped your balance. And there's some kind of magnetic device in them or something. I don't know. I was a little suspicious, reluctant, but the kid loved them because all the NFL football players were wearing them. So Brock was like, I love these things. They were called power balance. That's what they were called, power balance. And so Brock said, I would like to distribute these. I, I, want to, I want to be a salesman for Power Balance. So I took him down to the Power Balance headquarters and we met with the uh, CEO there and asked if Brock could be one of their youngest distributors. And they said, sure. And I think they probably thought he would buy like 10 bands or something. Well, he started a Twitter account. And I started teaching him how to network on Twitter and how to build that interaction and to build a following. And this is about the time when Twitter was relatively new, enough so that he was really one of those early settlers. And he just got really lucky and landed on a couple of really big accounts, international accounts, and started shipping his power balance bands internationally. And then I I guess it didn't hurt that his mom um, actually wore one in one of my infomercials. I wore one of his bands, power balance Brock bands, on one of my arms, uh, and he studded it with rhinestones. And he just got a ton of orders for that too. You know what it was? It was enough to get him excited about business, enough so that when he did turn 16, he was able to buy his own vehicle. He bought a 1989 Ford F-250. What, what? That's right, baby. All the other kids are rolling up in sweet BMWs and and Mercedes, but Brock's rolling up all you go USA with like flags out the side and it's a red and white striped Ford F-250. So cool. It had 10,000 miles on it. Yep. He bought off of eBay. We searched for months and months and months and he drives that car into the parking lot with his shoulders pulled back. I knew he would feel so much pride in the fact that we didn't do it for him. He did it himself. Sierra is, at the time of this recording, she is uh, 14 years old. So she is working on being able to buy hers, and she's got a nice chunk of change. We'll see what she ends up with. But as of today, she could totally afford to buy her own vehicle, and she will be. She's just trying to increase her earnings until that time. Let me share with you another young man's story, and that is a gentleman that I met um, speaking at a local high school to entrepreneurs. It was a class where kids learn right here at Mission Viejo High School. Kids learn entrepreneurism. And if there are any teachers out there listening, every school in America needs this class. Gosh, so cool. Anyways, one of the kids after the class came up to me and he said, um, I would you know, love your help if you would be interested in, if, if there's any way I could ask you to mentor me. Uh, his name's Jake Bedard. And I said, Jake, absolutely. And I get approached often by kids who are like, you know, I've got this great idea. You know what they always say? They always say, I, I want to start a t-shirt company. And I'm always like, okay. So usually what I do is I give eager kids like that a pretty heavy duty assignment. And that's typically the last you hear of them, but not Jake. 
everything I gave to Jake, like 24 hours later, he's like, okay, I'm done. I built my website. Yes, I've made it mobile responsive. I've created a freemium. Yes, I'm collecting email addresses. And yes, now I'm blogging at least once a day. And now I'm collecting email addresses. And now I'm serving my tribe. And now I've become an affiliate for all these other companies. And um, Jake has learned how to become an affiliate in less than three months and is putting himself through college. Go, Jake! Um, by using social media, by using YouTube and teaching people how to create websites, specifically using Bluehost. I happen to also be an affiliate for Bluehost, but I don't want you to use my affiliate link. I want you to use Jake's affiliate link because we need to support young entrepreneurs. How is he doing that? Social media, y'all. And you can do that too. It literally took him 10, no, okay, 13 minutes. 13 minutes to create a video tutorial on YouTube showing people how to set up their Bluehost website. And then in the bottom of his YouTube description, he lists his affiliate link for Bluehost. That's called passive income. It's also two stories, three stories that I want you to think about. And I shared with you young people who don't have a lot of time, they don't have a lot of focus, and they don't yet have the same motivation that you and I have, which is I got to pay these bills and I want to spend more time with my family. So if these young people can do it, so can and so should you. Now, for the rest of us, when it comes to social media, I, I will just tell you, and I'm sorry if I offend you, I don't understand spending hours and hours and hours in social media just to be social. That I don't understand. I think if you're going to be on social media, why not give it a purpose? Why not find a way to make a secondary income? Why not find a way to, to put a little extra money in your bank? I don't understand spending five hours on Facebook looking at pe people's pictures and posting silly memes and, and sharing videos. I think that has become a national waste of our brains. I really do. And I don't agree with that. I think if you're going to be on social media, it should be to be of value to other people. Share a recipe. Teach people something that you've had to struggle with and figure out and you've got the shortcut. Find a way to use your knowledge, your passion, your strength, and the things that you've been through to help other people. And then learn more about how you can use that knowledge, that passion, that interest to create a secondary income, passive income for yourself. Now, don't get me wrong. I love social media, but I think something has happened where it's turned into this thing where we we constantly have to be looking at something and, and look and being entertained and watching what's happening in social media. We can't just sit still. We can't just focus and listen and feel, literally feel what we're supposed to feel. And I'm just as guilty as anyone else. I mean, there's been times where like, for example, my phone died and I had to wait like three days to have one replaced. And you would have thought that I was on a starvation diet. I kept grabbing a phone that wasn't there. You know, like I kept going to check my phone. I'm like, oh, that's right. I don't have a phone. And what am I checking? And just so habitual. So it's a commentary, but I'm not pointing fingers or being judgmental. It just is what it is, you know, and I'm sure when television first came out that everyone thought it was going to be the demise of society. I don't know. I do think we need to figure out a way to reconnect with each other. And I do believe that social media is a blessing, but we've got to put it into moderation. And I think we have to understand the purpose of it. It's kind of like a glass of wine from time to time is great. But if you're drinking it all day, every day, Houston, we have a problem. One of the best ways to avoid that is by asking yourself this very simple question, what is my goal? What is my purpose when I'm spending time in social media? Is it to connect with other people? Is it to escape? 
Is it to build my business? Is it to build my brand? Is it to figure out if I want to start a business someday? I hope, I hope that I can push you. I'm pretty pushy. I'm pushy because I know every one of us has tremendous potential and greatness inside of us. So I hope that it is your decision to spend time in social media to build your brand or your future business. Having said that, what's your goal? Is your goal to find new customers? Start with your goal. Because once you know what your goal is, each time that you log in and check your likes and your follows, subscribers, tweets and retweets, you can ask yourself, does this relate to my goal? So for myself personally, I'll just share with you that my goal is to find lifers, to find you. Like you're, you've made it to, even if this is the first podcast episode you've ever, ever listened of mine, you're probably a lifer. You already get me. Like, you know, you've heard a few stories about my family and the way that I talk. And uh, there's just something you're like, okay, I get it. I'm connected. I understand this chick. And um, she sounds honest. I'm totally honest. I swear. I'm a good Midwestern girl. And I do have great integrity and honesty, and I won't ever suggest something to you if I don't believe it's in your best interest. I won't suggest something to you or my lifers if I didn't recommend it also to my family members and the people who I care about, the people who I've helped. So that's why I spend time in social media because I, I want to help people, but specifically, I want to help the kind of people that I call my lifers. Now, lifers to me are people who are a lot like me. They... Um, put people first before money. They're passionate about helping others. They care. They're nice. They're, um, you know, they just, I don't know. You come in all shapes and sizes. I love you all. But when I'm in social media, I'm trying to boldly be me so that people who aren't interested in someone like me can go, okay, no thanks, but no thanks and move on. And those people who are looking for someone who can explain this stuff, who's just a couple of steps ahead, who can look over their shoulder and say, hey, by the way, watch out for this ravine. I don't want you to twist your ankle. For me, a lifer is someone who's just a few steps behind me. You're about to write your book. You're, you're soon to launch your own podcast. Next year, you're going to start your own business. And I'm just a couple of steps ahead of you. And I'm on social media so that I can share with you my trials and, and tribulations and my successes and help you to be successful. So that's the kind of stuff that I'm posting. And those are the kind of people I'm looking for. And those are the people who I interact with. And because I know that, I don't do silly things that might be fun or pass the time, but they just don't relate to my goal, which is finding people like you and then serving you. So how do I go about serving, you know, thousands, sometimes millions of people? Literally, you can reach millions of people and I've done it and you can do it too by putting purpose behind your social media. But how do you do that and not create a disservice to your family and the people who really matter? Well, I do it by thinking strategically about my content. And I use a technique that I call salvaging. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I don't do it all the time. I'm going to be honest. There are times when I just randomly post things. But generally speaking, I want you to think of it in terms of creating a giant home-cooked meal on Sunday nights that will last your family the entire week. It's something that you can use for breakfast, leftovers for lunch, warm it up and have a nice dinner the next night. Think of it in terms of a salvage yard. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a salvage yard. Some people call them a junkyard. I call it a salvage yard. But a salvage yard, if you can picture this, is a place, not like a not like the county dump, but a salvage yard is where people sell and buy parts 
that are no longer associated with like whatever it was originally. Like for example, if if you've got a nice new bumper that's come off of a vehicle and the vehicle's been totaled, but why throw away that bumper when you could sell it to a salvage yard and then somebody who needs that particular bumper can go there and buy that salvage part. That's how I've been able to save tons of time and populate a multitude of social media platforms with just one piece of content. And here's how I do it. I might film, let's say, a oh, maybe a 15-minute workout. So I'll set up my phone. I use this really cool, super cheap, super portable iPhone tripod. And I will list a link to it. I get it at Amazon.com and I'll list the link to it in my show notes. But it's, I mean, it's like uh, maybe... 10 inches long when you fold it down. And I just set up my little iPhone, turn it sideways. That's really important. Don't have it standing vertical, turn it horizontal. And I'll just film like 10 or 15 minutes of my workout without sound. Now that 10 or 15 minutes turns into content for me for sometimes what can be two weeks. So I'll take the long version and I will bring it back to my hard drive and I'll record a voiceover over it. That then becomes a long episode on YouTube or something that I can create as part of a freemium for people who log into my seven-day Eat Clean Train Mean Challenge, which is, um, you can find it, cj7day.com. That's an unintentional plug. But that's what I do is I create these longer workouts that people can do at home, and then they receive them when they opt in to my freemium. Okay, so there's YouTube. Then I cut that down into like maybe 10 different clips and upload that throughout the week to Facebook. Those get shared like crazy. Facebook loves video, but they Facebook doesn't share video links that were posted from YouTube as freely and as aggressively as they share video that's organically uploaded directly to Facebook. So that gives me And Facebook, by the way, um, at least my followers, don't tend to share my videos when they're long. So if I shoot like 10 or 15 minutes, that's just tons of little one and two minute videos for me to share all week long, sometimes even up to two weeks later on Facebook, tons of content. Now, I'm sure you've already caught on to this, but I will share 15 seconds like crazy on Instagram. So if I film a 15-minute video, that's tons and tons and tons of footage of 15-second clips that I can post to Instagram. Now, if you look at my Instagram page, you can see I'm not always wearing the same outfit. So typically what I'll do is I'll take that 15-minute segment and I'll cut it up into, say, like 20 different 15-second intervals, and I'll post like two this week and then two a couple of weeks from now and two, three weeks from then. And I don't have to generate new content because I'm still using, I'm still salvaging the content that I created in that one particular block. Now, on top of that, I can take that same material and post it to Pinterest. Then I can say, hey, guys, check out this long um, or 15-minute cardio workout that you can do free on YouTube, and I'll hit that up as a tweet. And then I'll write that tweet 10 different ways, saying, hey, guys, here's a workout you can do at home, link to the YouTube. Hey, guys, here's some free workouts that you can do while you're traveling, link to YouTube. Hey, guys, I just posted a great workout on my Facebook page. Check it out now, link And all of that goes to Twitter. So you can see how just one piece of content can be salvaged into all these different areas, but it really does require that you set up that system so that once you create that piece of content, you know who gets what and what works where because every social media platform is just a little different. Next is it's extremely important you understand this. You don't 
have to reply to everyone. And I know there are people out there, I've read their books, who think that you're supposed to be on Twitter all day long. And if someone tweets you or at mentions you, it's rude if you don't reply. You know what? It's rude if you don't respond to uh, a family member who's sitting next to you is like, mom, mom, mom. And you're looking down because you feel like you have to reply to this stranger on Twitter. I just believe you've got to get your priorities straight. And those followers on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, they're fantastic. And those are the people who I want to connect with and find and help and serve. But I will serve my family first. And so I will not respond automatically to everyone in all of those places. I've got rules in place. And here's what it looks like for me. I will make myself available right after I post specifically on Facebook. As soon as I post something on Facebook, I am typically around to quickly respond to like five or six or 10 or 15 people, those first couple of comments. Those tend to get more likes and replies and then they stay up at the top of my comment section anyways. So then people who are checking in can see that it's actually me responding and talking and replying and reading and that helps with engagement. With Twitter, I only pick about one time a day where I jump on Twitter for 10 or 15 minutes. And that is because Twitter isn't a huge source of traffic for me, but Facebook is. And so is Instagram. So based on those two so based on those two facts, I'm going to spend the majority of my time, 80% of my time in the two social media platforms that create the majority of my income. And that's Facebook and that's Instagram. And I'm hoping it's podcasting. I really am loving spending time talking to you. I think this is a really cool medium. But it's important that you understand you're not supposed to be everywhere. Pick two. Pick two social media platforms, not necessarily because you love them, but because they are working. They're sending traffic to your website. They're sending people to your Facebook page. They're allowing you to engage. They're helping you understand your future business. It just makes sense for you to be there. It's where your quote unquote target market is, even if you don't have a business. It's where the people who you like and you know and you have a connection with, it's where they are. That's where you should be spending your time. And don't feel as though you have to be distracted by every shiny new object, which leads me to my next point. There's a new social media platform like every two seconds. And I know it's so tempting to go, wait, what should, what, well, should I, should I be on Vine? Um, is Snapchat something I should be doing? Should I have a Pinterest account? Should I be creating Google plus circles? Should I be doing more with YouTube? Maybe, but not with all of them. You've just got to pick two. There's a million trillion bajillion people on almost every social media platform that you pick. So there's no reason to spend your time in six or seven or eight. Pick two and the others, you just want to make sure you've got yourself seated there. S-E-E-D-E-D. That's a term I use uh, to describe what I call kind of like letting, uh, it's almost like leaving your business card. So I think people, when they jump on Twitter, they know I'm not always there live, but I've seeded it so that you can find me where I am, where I am live. You can find me on Facebook. You can find my free stuff. You can find out my website and you can learn more about me and I'm going to give you things on Twitter. I've really done a great job, I, I hope, knock on wood, um, of seeding Pinterest, but I'm not there every day. I am, however, on Instagram and on Facebook every day. And I think each of us has to decide where should we be and not be so distracted by whatever the newest and the latest and the greatest is. Just do a little bit of research to see if it makes sense for you. And if people are still talking about it, well, then, you know, circle back around and find out if, in fact, that's a social media platform that you should be looking at. If it is, 
Here's the next rule that I apply and I hope it helps you too. When I decide to go deep into a new form of social media, I have to commit to cleaning out my closet. It's just like when you go shopping and you come home with three bags of new clothes or shoes or things are going to fill up your closet. You don't just, well, maybe you do. You shouldn't just keep loading up your closet. My friend Lori Marrero, who is the author of The Clutter Diet, suggests that whenever you bring something new into your closet, force yourself to donate something. Now, I'm not asking you to donate your Twitter account or, you know, to get rid of your MySpace account. Yeah, right. You did that a long time ago. But I am asking you to, if you're saying yes to a new form of social media, you have to say no to the time you're spending in another one. So for example, right now, because I am so loving talking to you, podcasting, that mean that meant I had to give up the time that I was spending in one of my forms of social media. And I'm not going to tell you which one it was, but I, I made a decision, actually three of them to scale back so that I could use this time to connect with you and explore this medium. Because I just, this is, I love doing this. I totally love this. And I just don't think it's fair to you or your family or the people that matter if you're trying to do it all because you can't, you just can't, not well. The people who say that they work full time and they take care of their kids full time and they run a business and they take care of all their friends, they do all these things. Something, something is suffering. You can't do it all. You have to decide what's most important and do those things that matter, that actually make a difference in your business. Finally, I promised that I would share with you my favorite resources. These are the places where I go that make other people assume that maybe I have a social media crystal ball. The first one I told you is teenagers, and I was not joking. Talk to teenagers. Whether you have some, um, don't be a creeper. <laughs> I'm walking up to strangers like, hey there, hey there, little girl. Just kidding. Um, but you do want to like listen, pay attention. Like, what what are they? When you see them on their phone, say, what are you doing? Who, you know, just out of curiosity, what's your favorite form of social media? Because what, what they're using tends to be what's hot next. Usually when they're using it, there are no marketers there. There aren't any like, you know, adults. It's all the cool kids. And then once it becomes really, really popular, that's when the trends start to change. So if you can kind of figure it out while they're in it, that's the best time to be an early settler. And there's another really important reason why you should do that, especially if you have kids. Because if if you just uh, rely on them describing to you what that form of social media is, you don't know what it is. Trust me. That's how I figured out what Ask FM was and told my kids, oh, no, you are not having an Ask FM account. And um, gosh, there's a bunch of them. They're just, you know, you Snapchat. You've, you've just you've got to actually download it and use it and see what's going on so that you're not just relying on your kids going, oh, no, it's totally cool. There's no nudity. There's no bullying here. You need to use it and understand it and ask yourself, is this is this something that I could use to market and connect and um, serve people with? Because if you become an early settler on any form of social media, you automatically have a leg up on the competition. Next, is there some great sites you want to check in with at least once a month, if not more? Subscribe to their newsletters, listen to their podcasts. Some of my favorite podcasts include Social Media Examiner. That's with Michael Stelzner. It's a wonderful place to get so many social media resources. I also love uh, Lewis Howes. His show is called School of Greatness. It's just a mix of everything. They talk a lot about social media and just greatness in general. I think it's an incredible show. Um, I also love uh, Amy Porterfield's podcast, another great one I listen to all the time about social media. Um, there's been a couple of new ones recently, too, that I'm, I'm like, oh, this is good. Some, some good stuff coming through here. 
The other places that I go online, however, include Social Media Examiner, their blog, as well as Mari Smith. I love Mari Smith. Man, she is so, gosh, if I was going to tell you just like one Facebook page to go to, it would be Mari Smith's Facebook page because she's constantly sharing the best and latest and greatest information, not just about Facebook, but just about all social media platforms. And so you pick a couple that you like. I also love TechCrunch. And um, you just check in with them a couple of times a month, if not more. You know, myself, this is kind of my business. So I'm checking in sometimes two, three times a week. And it saves me time. It really does in the long run. Bottom line, whether you are using social media for a business or to pass time. I think it's essential that all of us set limits. You need a schedule. If you don't create a schedule, if you don't set limits and boundaries, what happens is we develop these habits where we feel as though we have to be pacified by looking and interacting and and watching what's in the palm of our hand on our mobile devices, as opposed to putting that thing down and engaging with the people who matter. The people who matter need your undivided attention. Set a time when you nobody's on their phones. You just put them down and you actually listen to each other and you engage and you relax. It's funny, man. We don't even realize how tense we are because we're constantly checking social media. It's this, we can't even figure out what it is. It's this thing kind of hanging over our head. Like, I feel like I need to check on something. I feel like there's something I'm supposed to be looking at. We're, we're so afraid of letting people down or having somebody say, hey, I sent you an inbox and us not responding immediately that we feel this undue stress that affects our real life relationships. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate that you, you know, kind of removed all those distractions and just spent this time with me. I love you. I adore you. I mean it. And until next time, lifers, be well. Thanks for listening, lifers. Shaleen invites you to join her for her free coaching program designed to help you get organized, productive, and laser-focused on what really matters. To sign up for a free video coaching program, please visit 30daypush.com. 